0: Did you hear that? Was it the horror comedy podcast with Jake and Haley? Oh my god it was. This podcast is for inhalation use only. And that means it's not for kids. It's the horror comedy podcast and it's Wednesday and I'm Haley and you're the listener and that means it's time for me to bring you scary stories that I found on the internet. If you're into that sort of thing, and you have a scary story, send it to me at the horror comedy podcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at THC podcast. Come hang out with us. You guys Well, or don't. I mean, it's your prerogative, Bobby Brown. I don't want to force you to do anything. I'm happy you're here. I hope you're feeling great. And I hope you're ready to get scared. We're having a wicked thunderstorm right now, and it's dark out, and it's perfect. So I hope that your conditions are just as spooky. (laughs) I just started a new job, and I'm still getting used to it, so I appreciate your patience. I know things are getting posted a little later in the day. I'm working on it, I promise. I don't really have any other housekeeping stuff. Um, So let's get scared, you guys. This is a story I found on the paranormal board of 4chan. It's from a personal, spooky stories thread. Anonymous posted, Hey, I'm a long-time lurker and a first-time poster. Myself, both my parents, my brother C, my sister L, we all have stories. I thought I'd share a few to get them off my mind. The most recent, be me. Two or three months ago, I'm taking a nap. I wake up on the couch in the front room facing the back wall where the dining room and the kitchen are. I look through the doorway. There's no door. There's just an opening and I look into the kitchen where the stove is. I see a six foot five inch plus man in all black trench coat and top hat standing at the stove. My mom in the living room across from kitchen. I yell to see where people are in the house and my mom answers. The kitchen man walks away silently. I asked my mom if there was someone in the kitchen, and she said no one was here. My brother C said he'd seen him for about 15 to 20 years in the house when I asked him about it. I'll just post the first story C told me of the top hat man as C, L, and I have deemed him. B.C. About 6 or 7 years old, having friends over for sleepover. 4 or 6 people in the room are asleep. C and best friend are still up. That's when the door opens. Top hat man opens the door. He's very old, very white, the black trench coat and a top hat. He smiles at C and the friend and then walks out of the room. And for the rest of the night, nothing else happens. The next morning, he asks my mom why Top Hat Man was in the house. Why who was in the house, C? A man with a top hat. My mom freaks out and checks if all the doors are locked and they are. She's worried and she has a conversation with C. He wasn't scared, he was just confused. My brother has seen him many more times in the house, but that one stuck with me. This one involves me, C and Elle, be the three of us five to seven years ago. Our parents went out on a date. C and I share a room and Elle's room is next to ours upstairs. We are going to bed when the three of us clearly hear a lot of dishes break. It sounded like someone opened a cabinet and threw all the plates, bowls, and glasses out of it. I. Shit. Bricks. All three of us meet in the hall. C says to stay and he will check it out. I follow but don't leave the base of the stairs. L stays upstairs. The kitchen is clean. Nothing is broken, nothing is moved. All confused but we go to sleep eventually. We tell the parents the next day and they don't understand but they don't discredit the story. I'll post two shorter ones that I have from college as well while waiting for you. Me and my girlfriend at the time were spending the night in her dorm. We finished watching Netflix, probably The Office or West Wing because we watched those multiple times. The lights are off, we tuck ourselves in and have fun times and we're falling asleep now. I hear a TV turn on and then static, and from the static, a child speak. We can't tell what the child says, but it's loud. We look for her TV. It's unplugged in her armoire. We check the laptop we watch Netflix on. It is shut off. We check if her roommate had anything plugged in and... nothing. Over the next few days, we asked the neighbors. We asked the neighbors upstairs. We asked the neighbors next door. Nobody heard anything. A different time, in that same dorm room, me and my girlfriend were sleeping. I usually don't dream, I just see black for a little till I wake up. But this night, I see a wolf or a werewolf come out of the darkness while I sleep. I wake up screaming and see it pop out of the wall closest to the bed. I wake up my girlfriend and possibly the neighbors screaming. I turn to ask if she can see it and she sees nothing. I turn back and all there is is the regular shit, you know, just her poster of the office cast, but but I couldn't fall back asleep. The campus is definitely haunted. It was originally a farm and a child drowned in a pond. Another user posted, I've been meaning to get this off my chest for quite some time. I was in the army about 10 years ago or so, and as a young plucky private, I was constantly on that everlasting quest for glory. My personal glory was the touch and taste of the opposite sex. Internet dating wasn't new by any means, but it was relatively new to myself, who had won some and lost many, many more. I was up late one night and decided to start chatting up a short-haired cutie that seemed to be within my mileage range. In Texas, the roads are long and open, so driving two-plus hours to get some action wasn't anything out of the ordinary. Just a quick backstory to set some things in order. In my troop, we had a rule that soldiers weren't to travel farther than 250 miles from base without applying for leave or getting specific permission from the platoon sergeant. I sometimes strayed across that line, and I had never been caught. If I had, I risked a demotion and possibly being labeled AWOL, which is never something you want to be labeled in the military, just FYI. So, now that that's cleared up, back to my story. I had started messaging back and forth with the short-haired cutie, and after deciding we liked each other enough to exchange pictures, I noticed that she sent me the same ones from her profile. That's a major red flag, but I proceeded to set up a hookup anyway. Surprisingly, she was able and willing to meet the same night, only she was a little further out than her profile initially said. At this point, it was like 9 p.m., and I was getting worried the night was passing me by, so I said fuck it, and I hopped in my forerunner, ready for my two and a half hour drive out into the middle of central Texas. So, Basically, bumpfuck nowhere. During the drive there, I kept thinking about how this chick's profile had popped up out of seemingly nowhere. For context, it isn't strange to see the same profiles on these dating apps for a plethora of reasons, and I found it at least a little surprising that she was so eager to meet up so quickly having just made her page, or so it seemed. Now, I'm no George Clooney, so it's not like she'd be jumping at the opportunity to meet me or anything like that, but I just told myself we had really good chemistry and brushed it off as girls knowing when they know. About an hour into the drive, she texted me asking if it would be cool if some of her friends were there, just to make sure that I was cool. I said it was totally fine, and I wanted her to feel as comfortable as possible, but then she replied it wouldn't be friends at her house, but her mom and sister, and I said that's fine too. I thought it was weird, but still the rush of the chase was coursing through me, and I had tunnel vision. I drove through what seemed like endless desert for some time, and being just after 10, the roads were pitch black besides my headlights. I tried to push negative thoughts into the back of my mind, but... Images of breaking down along this road kept crawling into my mind's eye and I I had to take my mind off the cold dark night so I decided to call her and pass some time. Her voice wasn't exactly what I imagined. It wasn't as girly as she appeared in her photos. She had short hair for sure but she was still a cutie and she didn't seem butch at all but her voice just begged to differ. Hey, is everything good? She sounded surprised to hear from me so soon as I told her I would call her when I got to her house. I made up some BS about not wanting her to think I just wanted sex or anything, and that I would possibly want to go out and see her town since I was unfamiliar with the area. Perfect. We can head out to the mall after my friends show up. No, I thought she misspoke because I remembered earlier that when she said her friends, she meant her you know, her family, so I asked if she met her mom and sister, and she said no, it's too dark for them. Just like that. So I told her, okay, I guess I'll meet your friends when they show up, and I'll be there in an hour. At this point, a little bell started going off in my head that this girl is a little weird, and that's when I get a picture message of her holding a baby. Please don't be mad. I have a son from a previous relationship. Don't worry, he's out of my life, she assured me. I was too taken aback by the picture to respond. Mind you, I'm still driving, and it's pitch black in the middle of Texas, trying to process everything that's transpired over the past few hours, and that bell started telling me to turn around and go back home, but fuck, I wanted to get late. So on I went into the night. I got to her place at about 11 p.m. or so, and she came out to meet me in her driveway with a metal baseball bat in hand. I cautiously approached her, and she laughed and said that the bat was just in case I was a creeper. As I got up close, I realized she looked a lot different in person. She was wearing baggy jean shorts and a ragged old hoodie that looked three sizes too big for her frame. We walked inside, and the house looked more like a frat house than your typical living quarters. Only, like, everything seemed old. They had a bubble TV with a VHS player and a PlayStation 1 sitting out in the open like it was 1999. The short-haired cutie was not a short-haired cutie after all, but it wasn't until I met her mom and sister that I started feeling really uneasy. They almost hovered over me, and they had, like, intense glee on their faces her mom kept rubbing her hands together and saying how good it was to finally meet me but i had just started talking to her daughter that fucking night as if the night wasn't already weird enough the short-haired no longer considered cutie comes out of some back room holding a movie in her hand and it was a fucking vhs of a time to kill Let's put this on until my friends get here. Have you seen it before? Uh, yeah, I think I have. I'm sitting on her couch with the creepy-ass smiling mom and sister watching A Time to Fucking Kill. Are you kidding me right now? As the tape plays, I pulled out my phone and sent a mass text to my three best friends back home. I didn't tell anyone in my troop what I was doing or where I was going, and I didn't want any of them to find out. The text said, help me, please, I'm stuck in a really shitty, bad dating situation and I need out now. Call me ASAP. And no one responded. So I decided to fake like I was getting a call from my sergeant and have an excuse to leave the room and make the real phone call to my friends until one answered. Luckily one did and I told him the situation and that I needed him to send me a text saying to get back to base now. Which he did, and I used to get the fuck right out of that house. I'm really sorry, I don't have a choice. I could get kicked out if I don't go back to the base right now. Her tone immediately changed from concerned to angered. But my friends are right around the corner, and we want to show you around like we planned. You can't just leave. I'm sorry, I don't have a choice. I got up to leave when her mom started crying out of nowhere, like loudly too, and she ran into the back room while her sister just sat there, glaring a hole through my soul. I calmly walked to the door, checking behind to make sure no one was running up with that bat from before. After closing it behind me, I ran to my forerunner and started the engine, just as I see a large black SUV pull up to the house. The SUV slowly crept past my vehicle, but the creepy part was the occupants. They were all seemingly female and they turned their heads and stared all while passing. I put my forerunner into drive just as I noticed about four or five people exit the SUV. I just about burned all the rubber on my tires getting out of there. I started getting calls from the short haired girl, but ignored them and kept driving. About an hour into my drive, I realized just how late it actually was, almost 1 a.m. And then I thought a little more, and the idea of a mall being open at that hour seemed a little strange, as most local malls back home close around 9 p.m. at the latest. Where were they planning on taking me? When I got back to the barracks, I checked my profile to see if she sent me any other messages after calling, but her dating profile had been deleted. To this day, I don't know if she was just extremely awkward, or if she had nefarious plans in mind. All I can say is damn, that was a close call either way. That's it for this week's mini you guys. If you like that, come back on Sunday. Those ones actually come out on time, so come check it out we're gonna talk about spooky shit I'm gonna tell you history I'm gonna tell you science I'm gonna change your life we're gonna have a good time Um, if you like us you know come follow us on Instagram leave us a comment Uh, tell me your favorite color and I will get a tattoo of that color over my face that's the deal and don't forget to drink water goodbye